Welcome to The Cantankerous Catholic with Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Listen to Joe tackle the really tough moral issues, current events, and politics from a Catholic perspective. Now here's Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Hello, Six Packers, and welcome back to The Cantankerous Catholic, episode number 11. On April 12, 1861, the Civil War began with the Battle of Fort Sumter. For four long years, that war raged, ultimately killing 655,000 Americans. There were a myriad of reasons for the war, and those causes continue to be hotly debated today, some 160 years later. Who was right? I suppose that depends on where your historical sympathies lie. But two things are certain. The Union won the Civil War, and the victor always writes the history to explain to future generations what's right and wrong in order to justify the victory and consequent deaths. We're engaged in a new Civil War. We're watching our church and our country violently dissolve before our eyes. By violently, I mean a violent war of words and non-lethal actions at the moment against the body of Christ and the Constitution. The question is, can or will we Catholics allow that to continue to happen? We'll talk about that when we return. What did Billy D. Williams, the celebrated American artist Norman Rockwell, and famed comedian Jimmy Durante have to do with one man's journey from conservative Judaism to the cross? Everything. Marty Barrick has lived one of the most fascinating conversion journeys ever told. In Calvary Road, Marty's Biography, you can read about Marty's military service with Billy D. Williams, how Norman Rockwell helped him pass a college course, how in his deep abiding love for his late wife, Marty helped Irene travel the road of sanctity, how the times are quickly reaching critical mass for fulfilling prophecy concerning the Jews, and much, much more. Get your copy of Calvary Road by Marty Barrick today in print or ebook on Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes and Noble, and Kobo. It doesn't matter what your political affiliation is. The fact of the matter is, it can't be denied that the church is in a fight for survival it hasn't seen since the first century, and our nation hasn't witnessed since the Civil War. Although there has been some scattered incidents of bloodshed, little of which, if any, is reported by the mainstream media outlets, I foresee more violence as this undeclared, unofficial war continues to escalate. A priest in Canada was stabbed during Mass. Thanks be to God, he survived. Another priest I know of was physically attacked for being a pedophile, despite the fact that he'd never been accused of any untoward or illegal behavior in his entire priestly career. The attacker told police that all priests are fair game for attack because all priests are pedophiles. You and I know that the vast majority of priests are good, faithful servants of Christ, His church, and Christ's people. But the general public doesn't see it that way anymore because of the highly publicized sinful behavior of a few priests and the corruption among many of the hierarchy. And I predict we'll see a lot more of these sorts of attacks in the future. On the political level, the lack of civil discourse is the least of our problems. Antifa, Black Lives Matter, MS-13, extreme leftist and globalist ideologies, and secular democratic socialism are all causing tremendous damage in America. 
Indeed, these groups are the ideologies that have actually caused deaths across America. There have been numerous riots. Police officers are ambushed and killed on a regular basis, and peaceful pro-life protesters are brutally attacked just as regularly, oftentimes with an apparent wink and a nod from authorities. As we used to say in the Army, America is in deep kimchi. Patriotism is a virtue. In fact, patriotism is the highest moral virtue. This virtue applies to both our nation and, although few people realize it, the Catholic Church. Every Catholic has a moral obligation to be patriotic. For our country, that means being willing to lay down our lives, if need be, for our nation. For our church, that means protecting, preserving, and living the 2,000 years of orthodox and constant teaching of our fathers in the faith who have willingly sacrificed their lives for divinely revealed truth. But how do we Catholics do that today? When I was in basic training in the Army, after the oath I swore to defend America against all enemies foreign and domestic, they issued me a uniform, rifle, and all the accoutrements of a soldier, bayonet, rucksack, web belt, etc. Then they taught me how to use the rifle, bayonet, and a host of other weapons of war to be used in the defense of our nation. I became, as Army drill sergeants like to say, a lean, mean fighting machine. Well, it's time we Catholics became lean, mean fighting machines as well. Army basic training and Catholic basic training, both in preparation for war, are two different critters, but they do have interesting parallels. We Catholics aren't trained to kill, even though we do try to inflict mortal wounds to Satan and his army. But we are trained to fight, at least we're supposed to be. Your oath to defend the faith were your baptismal vows probably made by your parent and your willing acceptance of the sacrament of confirmation. Your rifle is the catechism of the Catholic Church. Your grenade launchers are apologetics and patristics. Your machine gun is sacred scripture. The assorted weapons in your rucksack and on your web belt are an array of papal and conceal your documents throughout history, not just Vatican II. There's only one thing missing, your drill sergeant. Well, meet Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy, sergeant first class. I have on my drill sergeant's campaign hat, and I'm ready to help you become a lean, mean Catholic fighting machine. That's how we get into this new civil war, both politically and for the church, by fighting evil as dedicated Catholics. Right now is the best, absolute most opportune time to share our faith with other people. I know this because I've experienced it. There's a malaise and sense of hopelessness among Catholics today. We have a Pope who's spouting heresy on an almost daily basis. Many bishops around the world want to change Catholic morality to accommodate people living in adultery and homosexual relationships. Many Catholics, both laity and priest, are demoralized by all that's happened under this pontificate. But we shouldn't be demoralized. Most non-Catholics, whether Christian or not, are all too happy to tell you everything that's wrong about Catholicism and with the Catholic Church today. But I've found that you can turn that around on them by setting the record straight, and that will almost always lead to an opportunity to share the faith, thus answering Christ's mandatory call for us to evangelize. But you've got to know what you're doing, so that means going to basic training, followed by what the Army calls AIT, or Advanced Individual Training. 
Let me ask you a question. Are you one of those people who enlisted in the Army just for the benefits? Or are you a patriot who's willing to sacrifice all? Oh, I'm talking about Christ's Army. If you enlisted just for the benefits, don't bother listening any further. You're going to be sorely disappointed anyway. What I'm referring to there is Judgment Day. But if you're a patriot who joined with the willingness to give your all, listen on. The first thing you need to do is admit what most Catholics are loath to admit, that you really don't know or understand the faith. Catholics tell me all the time that they've been Catholic all their lives or that they've been through 8 or 12 years of Catholic school. So? So what? Does that mean you know and understand the faith? Not hardly. When I joined the army, I thought there wouldn't be anything to it. I thought you'd just pick up a gun and shoot the enemy. Mission accomplished. Boy, was I wrong. Once I got to basic training, I realized how naive I'd been. The enemy wanted to win any armed conflict we engaged in, too. So I had to learn the various means of staying alive under fire, the best ways to take out the enemy, and even how to survive in the field between skirmishes. For eight weeks, drill sergeants taught me all that and more. I not only had to learn those things, but I had to become proficient with several different weapons and little tricks in using them to maximize their effectiveness. Equally as important, I had to learn ways to help keep my brother soldiers alive. Admittedly, a lot of things the drill sergeants were teaching me didn't make any sense whatsoever at the time, but everything fell into place in my mind when it most mattered. As Catholics, we all need basic training. We not only need to learn the most basic weapon for defeating the enemy, but we also need to learn techniques for offense and defense, how to survive when we're under attack, and how to help our fellow soldiers to survive. In other words, we need to go to basic training first. Each and every week, I conduct basic training for Catholics through webinars. In case you're unaware, webinars are like seminars or workshops done in a virtual meeting room online. If you've got an internet connection, you can begin going to basic training. In this Catholic basic training, I'll teach you everything you need to know about the faith. I'll help you better know and understand the faith. Just like in my army basic training, nobody gets bored in this Catholic basic training. Many of the trainees I've carried through Catholic basic training have told me they love it. Remember that I told you how I thought there was nothing more to being a soldier than to pick up a weapon and fire it at the enemy? Well, there's more to being a Catholic soldier, too. Come to my basic training, and I can promise you that you'll learn things you had no idea the Catholic Church teaches. When I was in the Army, the drill sergeants didn't tell us why we did anything we did. The idea was to only teach us exactly what to do and exactly when to do it. It's not that way in Catholic basic training. I won't just teach you what the church believes, but I'll also teach you why the church believes it. After Catholic basic training, I'll carry you on through Catholic AIT, or Advanced Individual Training if that's what you want. We'll cover things like apologetics, which is learning defenses for what we believe, patristics, which is a study of what the early church fathers believed in the first four centuries and in their own words, history, and various finer points of theology such as moral and sacramental theologies. There are only two things I can't do. I can't make you come to Catholic basic training, nor advocate for you at your judgment. 
All you have to do is visit joesixpackanswers.com and enter your email in the form on the site to get invitations to these webinars. The webinars are free, by the way. We're at the most crucial time in the history of the world and of the church. Based on my lifetime experiences, I'm absolutely convinced that we're in a time period just before a period of suffering of biblical proportions is about to take place. The Bible predicts a period of great tribulation. Over the last century, saints like Padre Pio have all been in agreement about the specifics of that suffering through revelations they've had. Believe me, there will be nothing pleasant about it. There are only two ways to escape the coming suffering. One way is to die before it comes. The other way is worse than death because it means rejecting Christianity altogether. And of course that means living in eternal torment in hell. So you may as well go to basic training. It seems to me that every man and woman needs to make a decision. Everyone needs to decide whether family, friends, money, possessions, fame, and social acceptance are among the most important things to them, or if God is. If God isn't your top priority, all I can say to you is good luck. But if God is your top priority, let's get to work on this together. Everything you need from this episode is in the show notes below this episode on cantankerouscatholic.com. Go there to see and get all you need to see and get. And while you're there, leave a comment to tell me what you think about this episode. Give me feedback and tell me what I need to do in order to best help you. I've been sharing the faith with people for over 30 years. The Holy Spirit has used me to make hundreds of converts and 84 of them are my adult godchildren. When the Holy Spirit works through us in a big way, He usually uses the talents given to us before we were even born. When we develop those talents for Him, we're often impelled to pass on to others what we've done and how we've done it for the greater glory of God. That's why I wrote the Lay Evangelist Handbook. You might say the Lay Evangelist Handbook was 30 years in the making, because in this book I share with you all the best that I've learned about how to share the faith with laps and non-Catholics so you can bring your friends and family to the fullness of divinely revealed truth. The very first chapter gives you a thorough explanation of the things you need to do to maximize your effectiveness so you won't end up with egg on your face when trying to engage people. I explain the differences between the various types of lay evangelists and others you can learn from. I even talk about some statistics that should help give you a real sense of urgency for sharing the faith. Then I get to the step-by-step -step process for sharing the faith. I give a full presentation of the exact text I've used and refined for 30 years. I tell you what to do, what to say, and how to do and say it, while leaving room for you to work in your own personality and make these techniques your own. There's no other book like this on the market. So get your print or ebook copy of the Lay Evangelist Handbook today. It's available in print on cantankerouscatholic.com or in print and ebook on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy, wants to make sure you're informed about all the Catholic news you need to know. Here's Joe Sixpack's top five Catholic news picks for this episode. Catholic news pick number five. Hats off to Catholic World Report. 
Alliance Defending Freedom filed a new religious liberty lawsuit on behalf of a Catholic classical school, the Lyceum, against the city of South Euclid, Ohio, which recently passed an expanded non-discrimination ordinance. On April 9, 2018, the city of South Euclid unanimously added gender identity, gender expression, and sexual orientation as protected classes to its laws prohibiting discrimination in employment, housing, and public accommodations despite objections raised by many in the community at multiple city council meetings. ADF attorney Gregory Baylor told Catholic World Report, laws forbidding discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity threaten religious freedom because they frequently prevent people of faith from living out their religious convictions or force them to take actions contrary to those convictions. The main objection to the proposed ordinance was that there was only a very narrow religious exemption which does not cover entities such as the Lyceum. It narrowly defines a religious organization as a group that gathers in common membership for regular worship and religious observances and permits a religious institution or denomination to employ an individual of a particular religion, only if the position involves performing work-connected with the performance of religious activities by the institution. At the Lyceum, all classes touch on the faith. The school's website reads, There is no academic subject that is able to be taught divorced from the teachings of the faith or split off from the mind of the church. The school holds fast to the principle that all the sciences, philosophical disciplines, and art are ultimately handmaidens to theology. Consequently, this anti-discrimination law is discriminatory. Catholic, Catholic News Pick Number 4 Hats off to LifeSite News. The Vatican announced that Archbishop Wilton D. Gregory of Atlanta will be the successor of embattled Cardinal Donald Worrell to lead the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C., one of the most prominent sees in the United States. Numerous faithful Catholic laity are outraged over the appointment of Gregory. The Archbishop has a history of showing support for homosexuality, contrary to Catholic teaching, along with other unorthodox positions. Gregory's support for the LGBT agenda is of public record. As head of the Archdiocese of Atlanta, Gregory has displayed an uncritical willingness to accept LGBT ideology. A petition launched by LifeSite News says, Faithful and Orthodox American Catholics oppose this appointment and call on the Holy Father to directly intervene to stop this from going forward. Knowingly installing a man who flagrantly departs from the Catholic moral teaching to Washington, D.C., suggests the Vatican doesn't seem to care about listening to church-going American Catholics. Catholic, Catholic News Pick Number 3 Hats off to LifeSite News. Not only conservative organizations, but even feminists and one homosexual activist are warning against House Democrats' Equality Act, which they fear will squelch free speech and endanger religious freedoms guaranteed by the Bill of Rights. The Conservative Heritage Foundation summarized the threats posed by the bill, noting its potential for substantial harm. 
Heritage warned it would force doctors who do not agree with sexual orientation gender identity ideology to violate their consciences and compel speech for all Americans with preferred pronoun policies and destroy women's and girls' sports by forced inclusion of biological men and boys, among other effects. Many of these concerns have come to fruition in the 24 states that have already implemented bills similar to H.R. 5, it said. Gay rights advocate Greg Angelo wrote at the Washington Enquirer, Don't be fooled by the name. The Equality Act is legislation that would compromise American civil rights and religious liberty as we know it. All reasonable Americans, especially gay Americans who support pluralism and tolerance, should oppose it. Advising that the Equality Act features almost no exemptions for religious liberty, Angelo noted that the nonprofit status of faith-based educational institutions could be in jeopardy. Federal funding for Catholic charities could be eliminated if the organization should continue to adhere to Catholic teaching. Also, businesses whose owners refuse to participate in same-sex wedding celebrations could be forced to do so. Writing that the Equality Act would also take the drastic step of amending the Civil Rights Act, Angelo wrote that for African Americans, the Civil Rights Act is more than mere legislation and holds a sacred place in our nation's history because it righted the wrong of racial segregation. He noted that while the NAACP supported same-sex marriage, it has been silent about the Equality Act. Angelo is a former president of Log Cabin Republicans, a group that advocates for LGBTQ people within the Republican Party. Catholic, Catholic News Pick number two. Hats off to the Western Journal. Christians should not bow down to the false altar of mass migration, particularly when it comes to importing non-Christians into Christian nations, Cardinal Robert Sarah said last week. It is a false exegesis to use the word of God to promote migration. God never wanted these rifts, Sarah said in an interview. His views on migration run counter to those of Pope Francis, who has criticized nations that build barriers to keep out migrants. The church cannot cooperate with this new form of slavery that has become mass migration, Sarah said in the interview. If the West continues in this fatal way, there is a risk that, due to lack of birth, it will disappear, invaded by foreigners just as Rome has been invaded by barbarians. My country is predominantly Muslim, he said. I think I know what reality I'm talking about. Catholic, Catholic News Pick number one. Hats off to CBN News. Unplanned, the movie that tells the true story of former abortion clinic director Abby Johnson, took fourth place at the box office on the movie's opening weekend. The movie stars Ashley Bratcher, the star of 90 Minutes in Heaven and War Room, Brooks Ryan from Overexposed, and veteran film and TV actress Robbie Scott. The film depicts Johnson's emotional decision to quit her job after watching an abortion via ultrasound. It's a little surreal, if I'm honest, to watch someone play out the worst version of yourself in a film, Johnson told CBN News during an interview. But it's also just a good reminder that God can literally use anything from our past and use it for His glory and use it for His kingdom, she added. 
Carrie Solomon and Chuck Konzelman, who wrote and produced the movie, believe with the passing of radical abortion laws in New York and other states, Unplanned is the right film for such a time as this. This is sort of our last wake-up call, I think, politically, because these laws are being enacted now, said Konzelman. One of two things is going to happen. We're either going to rise up and say this is wrong, or we're going to become accustomed to it, and it's going to become the new norm. Unplanned is, in my opinion, the most significant movie to come along since The Passion of Christ. I believe a really great way to teach the faith is through stories, parables, and anecdotes. So here's today's story. There was a devout Catholic man in St. Louis, Missouri, who made his living in the trucking business. Late on the eve of the Feast of the Annunciation, a regular customer asked him to haul a cargo of fresh fish. This would mean working on a holy day of obligation. The Catholic businessman declined the cargo, saying that he had to attend Mass that day. When the fish dealer explained that his cargo would spoil if they waited until the day after the feast, the trucker consented. He said, I'll not ask my men to work. My two sons and I will haul your fish. The Catholic trucker and his sons did as he said, and they missed Mass as a result. At the end of the month, the fish dealer received his monthly statement from the trucking firm for services rendered, but there was no charge for hauling that particular shipment of fish. When he brought the omission to the trucking firm's owner, the Catholic man explained, There's no charge. We never do business on Sundays or holy days of obligation. My sons and I did it for you as an act of charity in order to save the fish. The Catholic businessman did the right thing. We must always attend Mass on every Sunday and Holy Day under pain of mortal sin. There are rare exceptions, though. This act of charity that prevented the fish dealer from experiencing a notable loss is one of those exceptions. Had the trucking firm owner charged the fish dealer, he'd have been guilty of doing business on a Holy Day, thus committing a mortal sin. The church sets Sunday and Holy Days apart, reminding us forcefully of our duty to worship and think about God. The prohibition of unnecessary servile work on those days helps us to honor God. There isn't any blessing on unnecessary servile work on the Lord's Day, only risk to your immortal soul. I'll see you next time, Six Packers. And remember, comfort and conviction don't live on the same block. This has been The Cantankerous Catholic with Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Thanks for subscribing, and be sure to visit cantankerouscatholic.com to get your free copy of Joe's popular book, The Best of What We Believe, Why We Believe It.